Did you get those out? <coughs> They're everywhere. They're It's hard to beat a person who never gives up. Babe Ruth. Those are the words that start episode seven of Inside the Park podcast. Matt, how you feeling? Feeling good, brother. How are you? Oh, feeling a little warmer. It's uh, it's finally thawed out where we uh, where we are up in the Northeast, and um, you know, we spent many hours shoveling, and crying, and shoveling again. It was giving it to us for a while there. nature was feeling herself yeah she was really letting it letting it rip a lot of negatives and wind and a lot of a lot of yuck all a wonderful way to say that we are two weeks from pitchers and catchers <laughs> reporting and could not be more ecstatic about it yeah obviously she's excited too so off the top let's let's give it a rundown today for the most part we're gonna start you off with news and notes as we always do mm-hmm. and then we're beginning part one of a three-part series where we will cover two divisions at a time uh the win loss predictions of the uh of the current mlb teams and their you know their respective divisions uh we'll be doing the al east and the al central today we'll cover their win loss prediction or well their win over under i suppose for betting purposes as well as key players on the team uh and uh you know prospects knocking on the door so uh, to kick it off, Matt, you want to start with at least one of the AL Central teams? You want to go back and forth, or you want to just go? You I like the back and off? forth idea. Okay, we'll just play a little tennis. Because otherwise, it could be well, badminton. It it could. They'll, they'll get tired yeah. of our voices. So today, you're going to cover the AL East, and I will AL be covering East. the Central. Absolutely. All right, let's start. Who's fun? Who's not? Let's start with some not so fun. We'll build up to fun. Excellent. Um, I'm talking about the Detroit Tigers, and you all knew it because I, I think they're a lot of fun. You Matt. stop it! I think watching Miguel Cabrera do his best is a lot of fun. Just drag along that screaming stepchild who, of team. Who is closer to the Dirk Nowitzki of the MLB right now? Like legend that is basically playing with cement around his shoes. Albert Pujols or Miguel Cabrera? Miguel Cabrera. Really? Because Otani. I suppose. Trout. Well, yeah, that's a more exciting team, but, like, is it sadder to see Pujols? Or is it oh, sadder to see Oh, you see watching them both go to Miggy, for me, personally. Yeah. Triple crown winner. Yeah. Oh, Because Pujols still has... Oh, excuse me. Pujols still has that, like, fuck it. Like, I'm just... I'm going to open the stance and I'm only pulling it. Miggy's, like... You're like, I think he's just swinging with his hands. Like, I don't know what's left. His lower body, he's just like, it's not good. It's not. No, it's no bueno. It's really no bueno. <laughs> it's just hitting. You know, yeah. Hits right. it everywhere. So, but, yeah, the Tigers. Yeah, they've got some stuff going on. So, uh, they were projected for uh, uh, 67 wins on the season. I'm going to take the under on that. Okay. Um, when we look at their key players, um, honestly, the best part of the Tigers is their minor league system. You know they've got they've got some players down there. Yeah. Um, Casey Mize, the sinker baller out of Auburn last year, um, really high draft pick. Uh, yeah. he's a good arm. Uh, speaking going across the a- or SEC, excuse me, was, was to Alex Fredo of Florida. 
Um, he's a really good arm. Fun, funny guy up there, left-hander for the Tigers. You know much about Daniel Norris? I've heard the name. He is. Uh, I don't. I don't know if this might jog your memory, but online he's got those videos. He's the pitcher who oh, lived in the van. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The Vice uh, YouTube videos. Yeah. So he signed his rookie signing contract with the Blue Jays was like nine million or whatever. Yeah. And he like just put it all away. Decided mm-hmm. just he was gonna live in a van. For the off season, not a bad idea, right? He just live and he surfs and he just drives around and uh, really cool idea, really like really humble guy. Yeah, and, uh, I don't know, he's, he's always someone I've watched since that video came out because I really yeah, liked yeah. his mindset. Um, let's see, where are we? Yeah, Miggy, obviously the Golden Boy, Hall um, of Famer. And then when for each team, I think you've always got your money guy, your guy who. Your your key player who really makes the butter churn, as yeah, it were. Yeah, yeah. Like, and for me on the Tigers, that's Nick Castellanos. Castellanos. That's the one. <laughs> yes. So he has developed really nicely yeah. over these last three seasons, and he's become a true th- power threat along with batting average, good outfielder. Um, he's, I think, in my mind, their best player right now. No disrespect to Miggy. Definitely their three hitter at the moment. Yeah. yeah, he's been he's been brought up a lot in trade rumors just because he's like the one solid piece. I know the the one thing that's been talked about is that NL teams are a little shaky on him because he just, I know defensively at third base he's just ugh. Mm. And I, I know so I know that's why he's in the outfield. I think he's performed better at least in the outfield than in, at third. But yeah, Castellanos is a legitimate bat at this point, and uh, teams like the Braves have been sniffing around him for a while. Bright spot on their pitching staff right now is Michael Fulmer, big dude, big changeup, nice beard, huge manly beard. You yeah. know, in the off season, he works as like a plumber. Is he really? Yeah. That's you know, look, that's because the Mets only draft quality starting pitchers and develop them nicely. Wasn't he in the Cespedes deal? He's a part of the Cespedes deal. He was the, the piece in the Cespedes, Cespedes deal. Yeah, he. Uh, that was the Sandy didn't want to blink on that, but then, you know, we hit that, that like, you know, 11.59 on the fucking, uh, on the trade deadline, and, you know, you need the, you need the bat, you pull the trigger. And yeah. I think it worked out for the best. They made it to the series. I agree. So the Tigers are set for 67 wins this season. I'm going under with them. I see them more in the 63-64 range. Honestly, not a great team right now. Not going to make it? No. Not going to make it happen? All right. So my turn. Yeah, I'm going to hit the perennial ball over to you. There we go. Bring it this way. All right, so um, if you're going to start low, I'll start high. Okay. I'm going to start with the Yankees. The Yankees and Red Sox are actually both predicted for 95 and a half. Well, not predicted. The, they're over under bet. So what we're looking at is the 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 win uh the they they're all a half win. They're 67.5, 95.5, something like that. Cuz for betting purposes, you're not going to have you know, a whole number cuz then you could just have a push and you know, you'd hit right on the nose. So uh, the Yankees are sitting at 95.5 wins. The over under, you know, that's you can pick. And I would take. I've I'm predicting over for the Yankees. And I'm a hey. Met, I'm a Mets fan, so you know I'm trying to actually read into it, and I'm not just being a you know a homer. But uh, they're key players. Obviously, I've got Judge, Glaber, and the bullpen. Actually, I've all collected one. all into one group. Yeah. Uh, Glaber, I've picked as one of my three key players, specifically because of the DD injury. Glaber has to shift to shortstop, his natural position, but you're still playing shortstop in Yankee Stadium. It's a big deal. 
And, um, you know, he's got the pedigree. Everyone knows he was, you know, a top three prospect in baseball. And he just really blew up after that Chapman trade from the Cubs. So, you know, all the talent in the world supposedly has a real, real, really impressive bat. And we, I mean, we saw some of it last year, but obviously Andujar took over as far as the rookie with the bat. But Glaber supposedly has this uh, almost innate ability and a, a, a maturity to his play that uh, we'll really hopefully see and will back up my prediction of 99 wins for the Yankees. Um, with the uh, with the bullpen, we've got Zach Britton and Adam Ottavino joining, you know, Batances and uh, Chapman. How do you feel about the bullpen? We're the best in baseball, and yeah, I'm really excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm really happy with it. I could turn the ball over in inning two. And yeah. feel comf- and com- confident. And now, and we look at the rotation. You now, I, I stack it up personally. Mm-hmm. If I'm running, I'm making the lineup card. You know the rotation. I've got Severino, Paxton, Hap, Tanaka, yep. and then Jordan Montgomery. Yep. CC is a swing. CC is a swing. Yes. Yeah. So I think the I think that um, that's a rotation that deserves a strong B mm. in my book. I don't think it's. Um, serviceable I, no, nothing crazy i think it's better than good enough mm-hmm. I, do, I don't think it's elite though i would never say elite but i'd take it over a vast majority of rotations yeah i would say it's a i would put it in the top eight okay, that, generous, I, you know i don't generous. i, I don't want to figure i yeah i don't want to do that you know we're not going to hash it out now but right. i think i think you know t- they're definitely in the top third of th- yeah. out of 30 teams yeah and, uh, yeah, with the best bullpen in baseball backing up. You know, if you've got an A-plus bullpen backing up a B to B-plus starting rotation and we haven't even talked about the offense yet, then, yeah, it's a it's a team to be reckoned with. And uh, let's see, 99 wins. And for my little write-up, I've got uh, Stanton and Judge. Obviously, we're, we know what they're capable when they're healthy. We're talking about 75-plus homers and 200-plus RBIs pretty easily as long as but the healthy thing is big judge has shown the ability to stay healthy the wrist thing is a freak injury obviously and uh but judge or stanton on the other hand stanton's a little makes you a little nervous stanton's had consistently missed a month or so to you know even a little bit more more a couple few like what three four months uh before so i'm just saying he's worth the money that's all D- totally. Um, Every cent. For sure. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, nah, but obviously we know Stanton can be a legitimate nightmare, and Judge and Stanton can, you know, together be the uh, the new Oakland Athletic Bash brothers. So, but for me, I take a look at third and first. These are the linchpin positions for the, the Yankees, and Duhar's defense has – has to improve he was the worst defensive third baseman in baseball and he missed the first month of the season because he was in in the minor leagues so if he almost impressive how bad he was he's really rough sorry (laughs) no it's okay i i for yankees fans out there i don't think luke voigt is a legitimate starting player i just don't i know you disagree would you like to voice your opinion no, not today. I've interrupted you too much. I will fight for Luke Voigt another day, though. This this is not over. I'm glad to hear it. I mean, you have to be proud of your boys. And it's those uh, it's those bench pieces, those pieces that come up in the middle of seasons that you fall in love with that really make a season memorable, you know. Um, but 
you know, to get back to the Yankees thing and kind of wrap it, I just, the infield to me is the place with the question marks. I mean, obviously everyone's bitching. I mean, you know, Brett Garner's in the field. Fuck, you have two MVP candidates in the outfield. You can have one defensive-minded, scrappy, slap-hitting, sec- you know, outfielder with a little speed. Ask Red Sox fans how they feel about Brett Gardner. Brett, Brett Gardner scares people because he doesn't make mistakes. He puts the ball in play. Okay, I'm done with Brett. But Red Sox fans know what I'm talking about. Brett Gardner is not like a pushover. Okay, um, but the infield. Let me wrap the infield. So, just to kind of put a bow on it, I think they need a legitimate first baseman and a left-handed one if they could get it. I thought Dan Murphy would have been perfect, um, but you know, too late for that. Uh, he'll kill it in Colorado. But uh, I still think it's on the table that Machado ends up on the Yankees and slides to third with Andujar moving across the diamond to first base. That doesn't. Uh, Obviously, that doesn't solve the first base issue, but or the it does it doesn't solve the right-handed issue because right? Machado just adds another big righty bat. But when you're talking about players of that caliber, I don't think you worry about handedness too much. Um, yeah, if they can, if Machado's added, they got that first and third with Andujar. Suddenly, that the corners are filthy uh, offensively, Machado filthy defensively. And if Didi can come back, you know, slow play it. They're winning games, hopefully. Um, he comes back, in my opinion, in September when rosters expand and he gets even less playing time where he's working. He's playing three, four days a week, works his way up to five, six, ready for the playoffs. Uh, him and Glaber over at second, and suddenly that infield's a lock with Austin Romine hopefully behind the plate and Gary Sanchez DHing for me at least. Uh, unless you know he put maybe he puts the work in and Gary impresses me. He's got maybe the best arm of any catcher in the MLB, but obviously the defense needs to improve. And um, I I've, I have the Yankees uh, chalked up for 99 wins. Hmm. A very kind review on your part. I I tried to be honest with myself. And they're just they're very talented i mean obviously the upper minors has been have been uh take you know took a couple hits just acquiring packs and stuff like that so maybe their pitching depth's a little uh a little light i think geo gonzalez is a realistic signing for the yankees or the mets i think geo would do wonders for either team as a five a five guy or sixth depth mm-hmm. piece because i i think every starting rotation should be eight or nine or ten deep realistically because pitching is just so dangerous for your elbow and your shoulder no one's going to turn down a, a seasoned veteran left-hander in geo no yeah and geo uh i mean I th- he had his ups and downs but in city field at least he's killed it uh but many pitchers kill it in city field but uh in yankee stadium i just you know you get scared whenever a guy's uh doesn't throw smoke i guess in a smaller ballpark like that but Gio's been around the block, and I think he legitimately enjoys pitching in New York City. And, yeah, like Matt said, I, th- I don't think it ever hurts to have a veteran arm waiting in the wings. So, yeah, 99 wins for the New York Yankees, who uh, win the division. Couldn't agree more. Sorry, I know Red Sox fans are probably bitter. I just kind of, you know, spoiled that. But, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Your second team, Matt. Second team, um, let's talk about your 2015 World Series champs, the Kansas City Royals. Kansas City Royals. Uh, so, hey, look what happened now, bitch. <laughs> We're still going after it. 
<laughs> so when you talk about the Royals, you're only talking about one player, and you're talking about Brady Singler, and Brady Singler, and then you're talking about Singer, Brady Singer, yeah, Brady Singer. Sorry, did I mess his name up three? You're times? saying Singler. That's all. I figured. I'd That's a shame. Bun. That really ruins my intro. But once once you get corrected one time, yeah. you never you don't fuck it up anymore. It's Brady so. Singler, right? Singer, damn. <laughs> son, of a, son of a bitch. <laughs> Brady Singer. Um, <laughs> wow, this kid is incredible talent out of Florida. Yeah. Ranked the number one overall prospect going into Slid. the draft. Eighteen. Slid. Slid to real 18. far. Eighteen. The Royals went out and spent more money than they ever have on a first round yeah. pick, and you can't blame them. Uh, was that out of fear that he was going to go back to school, or, I mean, or was there maybe just character concerns? I we should have done more. Obviously, we should be telling you, but I uh, didn't see it wasn't going back to school. Yeah, because he had already been drafted. Yeah. Once out of high school, but it might have been character. It wasn't physical, I'll tell you that much, because the dude is a stud. Yeah. He throws two fast, two versions of just a fastball. One's yeah. 91 to 96 with, like, it's a two-seamer yeah. that sinks, and the other's Absolutely. just a four-seamer that rides I'll, and he I'll commands stop saying, both. yeah. Sorry <laughs> to everyone that's listening. Yeah. Yeah. I'm done with that. Yes. So he commands the ball. He throws hard. Did you, yeah. um, did you see that yeah. video on MLB um, where he paid his, like, parents mortgage yeah i saw that i said yeah again um yes yeah yes i did yep <laughs> yep yep yupperoni i did see it mm-hmm. uh, it was emotional to say the least it, it was, was a good moment it was it was something every play every everyone that had ever played a sport and was like i'm gonna do it yeah. that's like that's the goal that's the moment you dream and of. it was just really beautiful to see it actually happen in real life and yeah good for him i think he'll be uh, he'll be obviously in he was training. raised right he was it was um yeah, I'm. I'm excited to see him. He's going. He'll be in spring training. He'll definitely be up this season. Um, uh, Matt, you're not talking or telling us about the most overrated catcher in the MLB. Are you talking about Salvador Perez? Yeah. <laughs> By any means. Perennial All Star Salvador Perez. That stud. Fat Salvador Perez. <laughs> so chubby. <laughs> I know he's gigantic, Royals fans, but he's just not. He's not that good. He's not that good. Bro, he, top five in the league. He's not bro. that good. <laughs> Tell him. His defense was his defense was very impressive, for a bit, and then he started winning just because he'd won before. <laughs> I turn my nose up at you. Okay. So sorry. I think we've covered Perez pretty well after that. Uh, we can move on to the aging Alex Gordon and with, left with an honest journalist eye. Completely unbiased. Unbiased opinions. Only statistics here. I no whatever. Okay, yeah, go move on. Alex Gordon. Yes. One of my former favorite players, also certified butt cheeks now. <laughs> <laughs> certified bad. Yeah, certified bad. Really yeah. not good anymore, which is a pain. That core fell apart. Does yeah, Alcides hard. Escobar even play no, anymore? No, he doesn't. <sighs> which sucks. Alcides Escobar is my nightmare for Ahmed Rosario. That's like his floor. Is like he runs fast and he swings at the first pitch. And you're like, does he get hits? And I'm like, not really. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah, and you're like, oh, God damn it. Yeah, that's the fear. Is the That's why, like, if he went to the Marlins with Rio Mult, JT, yeah. I'm really on the names today. It's okay. We'll just start doing warm-ups before. Yeah. Okay. Mommy made me mash my M&Ms. Perfect. So, wait, you want Escobar on the Marlins? or no, 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 no. I was saying, with your fear of Rosario, oh. you know, being the next Escobar. Yeah, I'll see this. Escobar. Yeah, es- Escobar. Escobar. 
really handle the words today, Escobar. Yes. Um, you know, it's something that you would have been kind of okay sending Ahmed to the Marlins if you got JT back. Yeah, there's, that's why I was comfortable personally with sending Ahmed. Um, Andres Jimenez, our top prospect, is not ready. But I think it would have been all too easy to tr- if he was the main piece and maybe there was one or two, you know, there's a buffer piece. Obviously, their, their asking price was far too high. They wanted, you know, a Rosario and a Nimmo or a Rosario and a Conforto. But if it had been a Rosario-based deal where he's 70% of the deal, yeah. then I, I would have had him. I would have taken Real Muto and then immediately signed uh, Jose Iglesias or Freddy Galvis, who would have been a plus player, possibly better than Rosario, in the next year or two, depending on how he develops, strictly because their defense defense is superior and you know a veteran bat that just puts the ball in play as opposed to a super raw but very, very talented Rosario. Right. On the good side, Rosario looked great in Japan. He did look and great it, in Japan. It's got to give you hope for the future, seeing him go deep. I'm very, I'm very excited. He's got, he's shortened up the. Uh, he's sorry, uh, knocking the laptop over. He's, uh, he's shortened. He's up. that excited. For I'm, us. I'm just, it's the yeah, my boner knocked over the laptop. <laughs> Damn it! I'm gonna cut that. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> they need to know. His, his, uh, yeah, his. Um, Rosario shortened up the leg kick. He's got a two strike approach now. He's he's working more on hard line drive contact, you know. And uh, we've seen this at every. You know, this isn't supposed to be about the Mets. God damn it! We've seen this at every level. He struggles and he figures it out. The MLB is by far the hardest level he's played at, and it will be for anyone that plays, you know, baseball. So it would it makes it it makes sense to me that it would take him the longest to adapt. And we're now at a season plus. I think this will be a big year for him. Uh, but yeah, my to wrap it back to the Royals, my floor for Rosario was a Royals like Alcides Escobar defense right. speed and just slap contact. Salvador Perez is overrated. Right. Salvador is so- a, a fat <laughs> shit hitter, but didn't do nothing for no one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got two more players for the Royals, and we'll cut okay. it really quick. Um, one of our favorite outfielders, uh, Billy Hamilton, signed there this offseason. Hell yeah. A big signing for them, speed. Predicted it. Good def- You did. You called that. We didn't have the Twitter then, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I did say it. Would have. Um, and then we're going to move on to the Royals. Money player, the consistency. Um, Whit Merrifield, their second baseman, just signed a four-year deal. Yeah. I think it's an anchor. He's legit. Very good player. He's a stud. I was I was happy for both sides. It seems they both kind of yeah. felt good about it. So before well, I will have you pick before we do my little bit. But yep. what was I? I can't remember even what was your prediction. So they're predicted first. They're the money line for them, not money line, but in gambling terms. Yeah. The number is sixty nine point five wins. Yeah. Are you going over or under? Under. That? Under that. Yeah. You're gonna lose more games than that. Do you yeah. have a number in your head? 65. 65-ish, around there. Yeah, so, not, okay. Not good. So the pitching They might lose garbage. 100 games. Very real. Very okay. possible. All right. Now, my little bit. Mm-hmm. Are there, what second baseman would you take over with Merrifield? Claire Torres. No, I'm saying, like, name them. Are oh, there, all could, of Could them. you name five second basemen that you'd take over with Merrifield? Because he's a stud. I know. We'll give you, we'll give you Google, uh, Google Assist. Don't tell him that. <laughs> No, no, you need like I you I get it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't care. I that's, get it. That's that's not a good list at all. No, I know. Um let, um here, let me do it in my head because <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Cuz I care. <laughs> Jose Altuve. Yeah. It's really hard to Glaber. D- yeah, Glaber. D Gordon. Cano. You take D- I would not take D Gordon. You take Cano over Whitfield? Yeah. 
See, I'd take D over. You take D over Robinson Cano. No, I'm taking okay. D over Whitfield. That's not the question. Well, D actually plays center field now. Mm, Sorry, he man. moved back to he moved back to second now to trade a Cano. I guess oh, that's yeah, a good yeah, argument. Okay. Um, okay, so of these second basemen, I would take Altuve. Ramirez is a third baseman. This list fucking sucks. Really Ozzy Albies is for sure. Let's the ones we know: Altuve, Ozzy Albies, Glaber Torres. I'd take Cano. You would take D. Gordon, yeah. as you said, which makes sense. Stop. So Whit Merrifield's the fifth best second baseman in baseball. It's, up there. It's, it's hard not to say. He's a thirty. He stole. Well, how many bags did he steal last year? Like thirty or forty. He can fly. Anyway, we got we All okay. Tool. So the Royals are gonna run their socks off, which is awesome. They've got Billy Hamilton and uh, Terrence Gore, who is a uh, stolen base specialist, basically. So they've got a lot of wheels, and I'm really excited. They they could easily. I mean, Terrence Gore probably won't have Terrence Gore and Billy are probably gonna share at bats, but between the two of them, they could steal a hundred bags. And I think uh, Merrifield's good for forty. And they've just—it's going to be impressive. They could steal—they could steal two hundred bases. Over under. Over under two hundred. Yeah. I'll take under because injuries happen. That's true. Plus, that's really hard. So yeah, well, you, you ready to wrap them? That, that wraps the Royals yeah. for me. Yeah. All right. So you're batting it back to me. Uh huh. All right. Let's see who we got. All right. So I started from the top. Now we here. I took the Yankee. Yeah, Jesus. Get out. Get out. Get out. Don't so, come back. Don't come back. Get I'll, out. I'll, I'll throw this whole thing. I took the Yankees, and where are my? Where is my super suit? Okay. All right. So now we got the Red Sox who sit at 95.5 wins. I'm going to take a hard under. Oh! Sorry to the Boston fans. Don't tell Uncle Jerry. I've got a lot. Hey. No names. (laughs) Uncle Jay. I've got a lot. Shout out to Uncle Jay. Uncle Jay, which is way creepier, by the way. (laughs) I got a a lot of family, uh, a lot of love for the people in Massachusetts, but I really. I don't think they'd be surprised either. We've seen... I mean, I've got this whole... (laughs) All right, I'll take it from the top. So, acquisitions. Primarily re-signing postseason heroes Steve Pierce and Nathan Eovaldi, who, I mean, I saw on the Rays make the Mets look like a double-A team, and then he was traded to the Red Sox. Obviously, it was worth it for that deal. He, uh... He... he, Quiet quiet he could be fine it's not he could be fine it's not gonna be fine <laughs> he could be it's fine. not gonna happen maybe Evaldi with a track record of um swiss cheese like production where you're it's like hit hit oh he's broken so i really do hope he delivers it's just going on vacation i do hope he delivers it's just it's got a rough track record that's all so but i've got my fingers crossed i'm i'm knocking on the wood so yeah, Evaldi and Steve Pierce are back. Chris Sale's option was picked up. Obviously, he's maybe the best left-handed pitcher in baseball. I would argue the best pitcher in baseball. You oh, okay, all right, okay. Now okay. I, th- I th- maybe we won't do it. We won't what? open the box. No, right. no, no, not now. Eduardo Nunez was brought back for whatever reason. Oh wait, no, it was his own option. That's why he's back. No one else would have signed him because <laughs> he was like, I want, I want to do this again. He shouldn't have a job. Well, other players don't. There's so many. No. The free agency is effed. Anyway, and David Price decided for some reason not to leave his four years at $127 million. That's weird. 32 a year. He don't. He didn't think he could find that out there. Well, Dallas Keuchel is jobless. Strange. On the streets. 
Uh, is, is there still a question whether or not David Price is a dick? Is he a, really? Is he confirmed dick? I don't, you don't know. know. Oh, you got gets in fights and shit. Okay, really? whatever. He might, he might just be passionate. All right, now I will actually just off-season departures. Brandon Phillips, who hit one home run against the Braves, and that's the only thing that he did. I love him. He's not a big leaguer anymore. No, he's not. And Craig Kimbrell, who might be the best closer of all time. Uh, <laughs> he's on, on track to be the best closer of all I will time. Physically fight you. <laughs> so okay, prediction: eighty-four wins for Boston. Ooh. A championship city, if there ever was one. Boston has dominated the last two decades of the four, you know, major sports. But I don't think Boston would disagree with me that their teams run on high octane emotion, similar to the Steelers football teams. I mean, the actually, actually, the Patriots are the only team that are stone cold. Uh, yeah, but, truth be told. But Boston. I think has been the best baseball team of the 2000 of of the 21st century. They've been the most the winningest at least at, when it comes to championships. 0407 13 and 18. Oh yeah. But what happened after 13? They had 71 wins, you know. And the year before that, they were I think fifth place in the AL East. Hmm. They were up, they were down, up, down. I just to me to me alone. I gave him 84 wins because I think Alex Cora understands the team. I think he's good enough and, you know, a, a cool presence to the level that it'll keep the team from tanking. It'll keep the team from getting too high or low. But I don't think they'll be able to fight the World Series hangover that's coming. And I think they did stay remarkably healthy last year, at least in the lineup. Um, JD and Mookie probably won't both fight for the AL MVP award. And, um, that was incredible. I see. Yeah, it was really amazing. Um, but I think they'll be emotionally spent, leading to a dissatisfying 84 wins, and uh, whispers of everyone but their star-studded Mookie Betts will be on the trading block, including JD Martinez. So that is my final report on the Red Sox. So 84 wins to come in third in the AL East. Speaking of Boston being a championship town, because you're absolutely right, this podcast, if all goes well probably come out the day of the Super Bowl. That's the plan. Yeah. So, Patriots, Rams, really quick. We're talking about Pats. Boston. We're talking. <laughs> Thank you. Pats. That'll be all. Um, Rams to Rams to first Rams to first score, yeah. Rams to lead at half, mm-hmm. Pats to win. Yeah. That's the parlay. Yeah. All right, let's move on. <laughs> this is a baseball podcast. Glad Matthew. we got that out of the way. Just It's a major sporting event. No. <laughs> it means nothing. It ain't shit. Over under on Pepsi commercials, three point five. I'm setting the line at four and a half. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll give you twenty one odds. Um, let's talk about back to the AL Central again. We're building up. We'll talk about the White Sox. Um, they came in at seventy five point five wins. I'm gonna go with the over with them. Yeah. Um, you know they've got a lot, and I mean a lot of really quality prospects coming up. We talk about. The other day, like you were talking about, Jimenez, the incredibly powerful, exciting outfielder coming up. We talk about Michael Kopech, an electric arm that came over from the Red Sox. I mean, this guy's 103, 104. Filthy. Crazy high ceiling. Is it length? Is he a tall fella? Yeah. All right. He's tall. His mechanics are super weird, but he's strong as hell. Do you see him staying in the starting rotation? Yeah, I do. Long term? I do. Really? Yeah. Good for him. I could see him 
Yeah, I really could. Awesome. Um, he's not going to Evaldi himself? No, but he's like one of those California pretty boys. Uh, like, his Instagram's really disappointing. Uh, so, like, like you see it and you're like, oh, Chicago's probably not your spot, yeah, is it? Yeah, he's not. Yeah. I don't see him staying there. Yeah. He's, After he's, six years of team control, he'll definitely... Yeah. <laughs> knock on wood, pretty boy. Yeah. <laughs> we're just making enemies like half the players were like nice game pretty boy like we're fuck just... face yeah <laughs> anyways um nick magical that was really that was a lot of swearing that's all i'm saying yeah we should probably that's my fault no fuck face was just aggressive that's all i just i just get excited like i don't know i reel it in i'm sorry my there's people children so many it's an explicit pod we're, okay, we're racking in the listens. Rated E. Tens of ears. <laughs> Un- That's five people. Uncle Jay's listening. Just get it right. Da- God damn it. Okay. Sorry, Uncle Jay. Get back, get back, Sh- to, the- shout out- get back to the White Sox. Shout out to Ithaca Swimming. Shout out to Ithaca, <laughs> shout out to Ithaca Swimming. One time. <laughs> get a holla back. Never forget. Right. Um, Nick Madrigal, uh, the second baseman coming up. We yeah. talked about him the other day. Fourth overall pick. Love him. Huge future. Um. Feel, feel free to listen to episode six of the pod. And we're back! And we're back! As we, we go over some of those prospects extensively. Um, moving up to the bigs leagues, we uh, we look at Carson Fulmer, kid out of Vanderbilt, good flow, been up a couple years, up, down, you know, hasn't really found his groove yet, yeah. but great stuff. Filthy, right? Plus, plus curveball, uh, 95 fastball, you know, he's got the stuff to play. And plays. the goggles. Lot Slight nice frame though, isn't he like a six footer, six yeah. one? Yeah, not six, not a heavy guy. One ninety five. He is Alrighty. heavy. He's he built. Really thick. He's built. Built built well in yeah. the frame. Yeah. Lower <laughs> lower half in the core kind of thing. I wish it was more lower. It's like upper. Is he? Is he kind of brolic? You know, he's brolic. A little beach body. A little bit. Uh, I just want a little more leg. Just a little more. I just like. I mean, everyone loves their Jake Arrietas and their Thors. Yeah. But like, I'm looking for Milwaukee CC. Like, I want to see a guy that's like. Yeah, it's not going nowhere. No. Like, I mean, there's a reason Cologne hasn't been hurt in like six years. I know. It's I mean, because there's no muscle. Mine that comes, uh, name that comes to mind is uh, Sheffield, which you can excellent, also, excellent pick. Yeah, which you can also James Paxton. Yeah, kind of a little bit of a belly on him, you know? Yeah. Like he's just I'm out here slinging. You know, that's a little uh, velo pouch right there. Yeah, exactly. That's where you keep it. Yeah. Well, but the, explain Degrom then. He's on. He's just a freak. He's a, freak. He's a zebra. <laughs> he's a right-handed Chris Sale, kind of. A little bit. Yeah, but worse. Um, okay, yeah. Okay. Jose Abreu. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'm not going to let you sneak out of that. Jose Abreu. Uh, uh, Jose Abreu. I was in love with him first when he baseman. first came over from Cuba. He's my money guy for the team. Has to be. Power, you know. And then another. Jan Mancata. Jan Mancata. Young guy. Second base. I didn't want to cut you off. I just knew you were going to say it wrong. <laughs> White Sox over seventy five wins. Back to you, Brendan. <laughs> Matt's done. Matt's done on this. Pu- Matt's Matt's fucking checked out. Would you quit with the swearing? I'm sorry. All right, so I guess back to me then. Um, how oh, should I? Should I? Mm, it's up to you. I guess. Okay, we're the beers have been opened. It's cracking brews. See, we clanked. Drink Canadian. Um, okay, sorry. So the Rays, yeah, you got to drink when you talk about the Rays. No, um, and drink when you talk about the Orioles. Bro. Orioles too. Okay, so the, the Rays. No, um, Rays are sitting at eighty-four point five for the over/under number on the Rays for wins. 
I've got them over at 85, taking third and or taking second in the AL East with Red Sox coming in at 84. Good call. Sorry, just thank love you. it. No, thank you. Um, key players: Wander Franco and Brent Honeywell, both in the minor leagues currently. <laughs> Honeywell's so. got that special special on so, him. Honeywell, one of the first players in. I mean, for me at least, in 10, 20 years, to throw a screwball, I don't, I don't know. I couldn't name another player that I can off the top of my head that's thrown a screwball recently. But um, yeah, a legit, uh, a legit pitcher with a real good fastball, strong changeup, and a, a nasty screwball. That's a like his signature pitch, and uh, I think he's ready to take over the role as the number two after uh, missing all of last year with, I believe, Tommy John. Um, and yeah, I think he slides in real nice in the number two spot behind uh, behind uh, <clears throat> Snellzilla. Uh, yeah, obviously uh, Brent Snell or excuse me, Blake Snell is uh, Blake Snell's the real deal, and he throws hard, and he's a left-hander, and he's just not to be messed with. And he won the Cy Young, right? Yes, yeah, thank so God. He won the Cy Young, AL Cy Young more. Uh, winner mm. and Charlie Morton, which I believe was a really frugal signing. I, I really like the move. Slides in as a real strong three. So, you know, I think it's gonna be interesting watching the Rays because the Rays were the uh, were the kind of they broke the seal on the opener. Uh, made the uh, you know they made the bullpen kick the game off and then hand it off to another uh, a, a semi-starting pitcher. And yet they have such a strong one, two, three coming into the season in the rotation. So it'll be interesting to see if they balance back and forth and maybe make the five man just a, a bullpen guy. Uh, off season departures: Carlos Gomez, who uh, had his moment in Milwaukee, kind of never really blossomed the way he should have. And uh, Sergio Romo, uh, the um, <clears throat> the relief pitcher, had 25 saves and five opens, not a start, I guess, for the Rays. So. Um, He'll be missed, I suppose, at the back end of their bullpen. But um, the Rays, if anyone can get creative, it's the Rays and Oakland to uh, spread that money around. And I see them uh, surpassing their – I think the Rays over is almost always a good bet. So, yeah, eight, the Rays at 85 wins for me. And um, I have them uh, taken second in the AL East. You, what about, oh, I, I suppose I should touch on uh, the acquisition of Mike Zanino. Strong defender, um, incredible power, but a lot of swing and miss. Sort of, um, uh, I suppose Kelly Shopik, if he had reached more of a, would you turn that shit off? Work. Kelly Kelly Shopik, if he'd reached his potential, you know, big power, but uh, Zanini's got a real, real good glove, real, real strong framer, and I think he, um, if the Rays wanted him, then there must be a reason. I think he's gonna have a good year. So yeah, Mike Zanino for a key addition. Also, I just—I'll note—I am always a fan of—I um, will always be a fan of Kevin Kiermeyer. So yeah, I've got the Rays at 85 wins. I love the pick. Also, a little piece in that Seattle's trade was uh, Andrew Moore, right-hander out of Oregon State. Mm. Originally came up with Seattle. He's a big driveline guy. Okay. Out there in Seattle. What is uh? What is that exactly? Driveline's um one of the big uh. Velocity, I'm gonna call it um, a laboratory. Okay. They do a ton okay. of research. It's Seattle-based. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're um, a big weighted ball company. Okay. So they produce uh, velo-enhancing weighted balls that help. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Moore is just a bright young arm, um, 24 out of Oregon State, mm-hmm. and kind of kind of grew up through that. 
uh, the driveline family there. A lot of great arms, as usual, from Tampa Bay. Always seem to have uh, the pile loaded. And, uh, yeah, I, I love uh, I love your analysis. I love the call. Thank you. I think they're going to be really good this Put year. Put some time on it. Huh. All right, so who's your number three? Or I guess we're climbing for you, so we're meeting in the middle at the three spot. Actually, I think I'm at two. Are you really? Yeah, because we just covered the White Sox. We're all the way up to the Twins. Oh, let's do it. Yeah. So the Twins betting came in at uh, 84.5. I'm going over. Mm. For the first time in a long time, I really like the Twins. Coming together nicely. Really? They're supposed to be players for Craig Kimbrell, which I would definitely that. slam that over. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? I could probably see uh, Royce Lewis going for Kimbrell. He's, he was the first overall pick in 2017. Um, he's got world-class speed, good patient yeah. at the plate, lots of walks. Yeah, we love know, it. Consistently hits. His power is 50 out of 80 on, yeah. the, on the 2080 scale, but the scout says he hasn't filled out yet. Yeah, yeah. He's got, like, a lot more to go. Yeah, young players always got to put on that, like, that man weight. Exactly. Those 20 pounds. The professional weight, yeah. Exactly. Um, Nick Gordon, brother of D. Yeah. Um, he's been killing it in Rochester. Top prospect. Yeah. He, I mean, he was a first-round pick, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Liked yeah. him. So he plays shortstop some third, mm-hmm. versatile, kind of like D, you know, better Love than it. Cano. Um, Definitely. Let's see. <laughs> Jose Barrios? Barrios, yeah. yeah well wow. said. Thank you. Probably their top arm. Filthy. S- Starting-wise, they have uh, Addison Reed, Addison former Reed. Met. Stud. He would be an excellent setup for Kimbrell, yeah, who um, – whose market is not developing as a free agent the way they thought he would. Um, so uh, supposedly uh, the Braves and the Twins are in on him currently. Mm. So when the Yankees traded for Lance Lynn, they sent over uh, from the Twins, they sent over Tyler Austin, okay. which is one of their better players. Always liked Tyler Austin. He okay. just never had the room to develop. So he's a good hitter, probably probably their best hitter last year, if you don't count Dozier because he was traded. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Still wasn't that great. Dozier had a rough year. Yeah. Uh, Nelson Cruz just got signed in the offseason. Yeah. Boom, boom, stick. Uh, Byron Bruxton, who was former first-rounder, uh, lots of speed, been former up top, and down. Yeah, top prospect for a couple of years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jonathan Scoop is on the Twins now. Great second baseman with some pop, an all-star, you know. Really love him. Um, let's see. Ronald Torres who was the tiny, tiny little shortstop for the Yankees last year. Yeah. You know, who came in and everyone just seemed to, to him, rally around him. Him and Judge, they loved the picks of him and Judge. Yeah, it was so funny to watch their height difference, and, you know, they're just just good glue, glue guys. Good Absolutely. Glue. And um, and then we've got that man over at, at third base. Do tell. Miguel Sano. Miguel Sano, yeah, he's uh, light tower power, as they say, 80 mm. grade, and... Uh, I know he had a rough. I think he uh, he got into some legal trouble. Did he really? I believe so. What about? But in uh, I believe something domestic oh. heading into the 2018 season. Come on. Then when he did uh, when he did show up, it was not. He did not deliver. Oh. So, uh, but uh, he. I mean, prior to this last season, he had uh, he had uh, a lot. You know, a lot ahead of him. He looked like a the real deal, like a 35, 40 homer guy. But. Uh, if he can get back to his big swinging ways, yeah, I, I'm a Miguel Sano fan in the baseball sense, but uh, that's a really bummer. Yeah, it really brings me down. I know, I know. Um, twins, they've got phenomenal piece players. They've got 
like I said, just good good pieces overall. Yeah. You could see, I could see them trading away prospects either at the deadline or preseason yeah. for an arm. Yeah, that's the one part we just see. add another piece of that rotation. Yeah, I, yeah they yeah. need it. I uh, an, um, a little not sleeper, I suppose people know about him, but um, one of my favorite twins is Max Kepler, the right fielder. He's mm-hmm. a six uh, four German fella. Yeah, uh, strong, strong defensive outfielder with the build to be a power hitter, but he just hasn't gotten there yet. He's about six four, two twenty, big man, and yeah. Um, I believe third ranked last year in defensive run saved in right field. So he has some crazy forearms. Yeah, and <laughs> like ridiculous. And he makes some really nice plays in the outfield, like some George Springer kind of layouts. Yeah. For I mean, you don't you. When I think of a dive in the outfield, I think Cole Calhoun. Yeah. But he's got that little man build where like all of his center of gravity is flying, mm-hmm. whereas like George Springer and Max Kepler lay out, and you're like, okay, he jumps. And right when his toes leave the ground, so his his head and arms start to come down because he's so long. He kind of arcs, whereas like, you know, the little man flies. <laughs> Cole Calhoun flies through the air. He does. He's a hustle monster. Hustle monster. He started off so bad, like insanely bad last year, and uh, he picked it up at the end though. So good for Cole Calhoun. We're rooting for you, bud. All right, I'll uh, yeah. So twins coming in at second in the division. I'm gonna go over 84. I could see them being an 87 team, um, 87 win team. If they get an arm, you could look at 90s. They could yeah, they could be pushing for the AL Central. You think? Yeah, they really could. They're right there um, with the Indians. The Indians. They they would be the team breathing down their back. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see them getting farther away than like seven games all season. Yeah. I like it. Which would be fun. I like it a lot. Back to you, my sir. Well, yeah, I don't want to. Um, I don't want to hustle too quickly past the bottom of the AL East, but it's really not the same. Um, but I would say of all the piss poor teams approaching the MLB, uh, the MLB 2019 season, you know those five, six teams where you're like, okay, we can off the gate just say these guys are not making the playoffs. The Blue Jays are the most entertaining, I would say by far, because they've got. One of the most exciting prospects we've seen in a long time, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., uh, the little man. Not that little anymore. He's now, what, he stands at, I, I don't know if he's quite six feet, but let's say six feet. Let's be generous. I think I believe he's listed at 220 pounds, and he looks like he's at least 250 pounds. He's got that, 48. he's got a little bit of that. I don't want to say Pablo Sandoval body. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He's a little pulled back. He's not Red Sox Sandoval, but he's like when he first came up, he's got that build. So he's got to keep that under check. Call it a power pouch. Sandoval, exactly. Power pouch. <laughs> pouches and bags everywhere. A lot of pouches. It's a bag it, drop. It's, it's game of pouches. So uh, Vlad Jr., VGJ, VGJ, as I've nicknamed him, which Let's will avoid, never stick. Let's avoid that. VGJ, whichever one wants to say out loud. Um, no. So for key players on uh, the Blue Jays, I've got no one on the MLB roster. Exciting. Except Kevin Pillar, I will say. I'm a, I'm a Kevin Pillar believer. Thank you. Uh, Very well groomed, by the way. Thank you. Offseason. Oh, you mean him, not me. Oh. I thought you meant me. No, I was talking about you, clearly. Okay. Okay, off-season departures, Yangarvis Solarte, former Yankee, former Padre, never quite lived up to the hype. Mm. And Tyler Clippard, he of goggles and elevated changeup. One of the few relievers or pitchers in general in baseball that I see that has the nuts to throw a changeup up because he knows it looks so juicy, but they'll miss because he can mm. pull his string on it and he's bringing it in around 79. I threw a changeup up once. Yeah, how'd that go? I broke nine bones in my face. 
There you go. That's why Tyler wears the glasses. Yeah, that makes sense. To protect him. I mean, we're basically the same player. I would say. I would say, yeah. I think he just gets lucky. I think he just looks a little more strung out than you. He's like so thin. He's got like a crack addict arm. He's got super veiny neck. Yeah, yeah, he's got he's got stripes up his arm. Yeah, okay. So prediction for the Blue Jays: their number sits at seventy-seven point five wins. I've got them under at seventy-five wins because it's just Vlad or just Jesus. It's just Vlad Jr. He's the center of all things Toronto. And he'll have a Raptors jersey, my prediction, within a month of his debut. He'll have been brought to uh, Air Canada, and he'll uh, he'll have a, his own jersey made and all that. Action. You think he'll sit next to Drake or no? I think Drake will go see him. I don't think he's going to be sitting next. I think he'll be sitting, like, four four seats down. You know? Do you I know if Drake speaks Spanish or not? I bet he thinks he does. <laughs> <laughs> like a really broken yeah. Spanish. Yeah, like I bet he likes to order in Spanish where everyone's just like, that's oh, Drake. Yeah. 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 Where is the El Baño, my sir? And yeah. he's like, shut up. Gracias. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> you don't know. So, yeah, um, but um, VGJ will not be by himself. He'll have Bichette Jr. alongside him. Bo is Bo, a stud. Bo Bichette. And so they have, they have a left side of the infield coming up, a short and third basemen that are going to be um they're going to be there for a long time i think canada's real excited about it i think toronto i think the entire mlb knows these guys specifically vlad can um can make you know make the blue jays a problem again and i'm excited for it i i didn't like i didn't love the way the blue jays played because they kind of played when they were really feeling themselves about five or six years ago like either throw it over the middle or walk them like they were upset when you threw in on them which is kind of like i don't want to say you know it was weak let's say um way not to eat way to go not using the p word thank you thank you I'm proud of you uh my mom doesn't like that uh, yeah it's it's i mean I, anyway i try i try and avoid um yeah, it was weak of them to kind of. They threw some tantrums, Donaldson and uh, Batista, a little bit of little crybaby action. But I think it was more of a crowd thing, less uh, them specific individual players. But I think Vlad and Bobuchet can bring a, a spark and energy back that'll, uh, you know, I think they'll uh, they'll they'll take a sweep or two against the Yanks or the Sox. I think they'll be for real in stretches as young players t- tend to be streaky. So I, you know, I see it being a season. Ultimately, f- with more losses than wins, but with possibly with the the wins outshining the number of losses. Quality wins, building towards the future. Exactly. Yeah, and I mean they, they need arms. Every team needs arms. Um, but yeah, seventy five wins for the Blue Jays, uh, coming in fourth in the AL East. I would like to see a bounce back year for uh, heart over height, Stroman. Marcus Stroman. Love Marcus Stroman. Yeah. Big fan. Lots of intensity. It was watching him in the World Baseball Classic. Yeah, you could really see how much he cared. Yeah, that yeah. was a lot of fun. All right. Here we go. All right, let's finish it. Top of the AL Central, Cleveland Indians. Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> no. <laughs> Once no. more. Your Pirates. Um, Let's see. Prospect-wise, nothing crazy. You know, they kind of yeah. traded their... Pr- uh, Mejia last year. Mm-hmm. They kind of been emptying it, you know, getting, getting yeah, players a late. Ma- so the push. Nothing exciting. A big, a cool personal note, though, is uh, a player I got to play against in high school. Um, do tell. 
went to he actually slid into me at second base and the oh. scar's still there oh yeah so you rub it every night when you fall asleep a lot yeah just every time is that bad yeah i just feel it <laughs> my my <laughs> ernie Clem, my ernie clement scar s- spidey yeah. senses or tingles yeah, i don't know tingle spot i think is what you're gonna say yeah yeah that sounds better yeah that's way better good <laughs> yeah anyways um ernie clement is a he's a second baseman shortstop um he's in the indians organization he just got moved up to 29th if you can get him on the pod i'll i'll definitely text him <laughs> he's definitely gonna respond he's so gonna be like what's up no not not number not just not known number blocked yeah <laughs> 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 we'll, we'll get him uh, he'll pay yeah <laughs> for that scar we beat him though hey it was they were like the uh, they were a top 10 team in the state right nice. we came out of nowhere and, there you go yeah he struck out three times that whole season and twice in that game there you go but you know um somebody he knows not his dad owns the paper so that didn't get published it's fine he'll definitely be on the pod now if anything um has your dad asshole (laughs) sorry we should probably cut so we're gonna move up to the bigs where we talk about a top five short yeah no it's not his fault okay go ahead he just got lucky um we move up to the bigs where we talk about a top five shortstop in lindor Yep. Um, one of the best smiles in baseball. He's a good-looking man. And uh, he's he's my money guy. Colorful hair. Yeah, he's my money guy for the Indians. And if you did listen to the last podcast of ours, episode six, and we're back, yeah. um, we talked about third basemen, the best third baseman in the league. Yep. And for some reason, we um, neglected. It blanked on him. Like the rest of the baseball world. On the 40 home run stud. On Jose Ramirez. We, yeah. just, we just ignored him, which feel bad about because the guy is an a certified stud yeah um you know they got they got kevin plucky picked him up oh yeah yeah and yeah. trade for a uh, starting pitching depth oh cool 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 i just saw their name and i was like mm-hmm. yeah, this guy. So, um i mean when we talk about the indians we're talking about an arm farm yeah oh, yeah i mean we're, we're talking clevin some say the mess of the al that's yeah 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. anderson bauer Kluber, Carreso. Carrasco. Sam just nailed it. Killing it. They yeah. do have a strong three to four. Yeah. Yeah. So real. they've got good players, insane arms, which will carry them, I think, to another AL Central title. Um, uh, they're winning. Their, their bet was 90.5, and I'm going to go over with that. Yeah. I, I see him in the 95 win range. Um, yeah. I think we see... Tito steering the ship just to another successful yeah. season, pushing the right buttons, and the Indians being dominant once more. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's a, I don't want to call it a cakewalk, but it's, I think, probably the easiest road to the playoffs of any team. It's in a the weak MLB division. Right now. It's a weak division. Is, is it's a, a t- lot of teams in rebuild, and the Indians yeah. are going down. Is there, a, is there a team with an easier road to the playoffs? Um, so, you know, is, is there a team with an easier path to win a division? I don't think so. NL East is a dogfight. AL East is a dogfight. NL Central. NL West is always good. NL West is always good. Uh, AL West? Who we got over there? Houston. Yeah. Who's Houston? Houston, Rangers, Athletics. Yeah, I mean, unless the Athletics are feeling feisty again. And the Mariners. Yeah, no, I think that it's... I think you're looking at an easy punch the ticket. We'll see you in October. Probably, probably the Indians and probably the Astros are the two that you'd debate. Yeah. So, yeah, 
So, yeah, Indians to win it. Yep. Over for the wins. Yeah, yeah, over. Love it. All so. right. To wrap the uh, <clears throat> to wrap the AL East, we've got, I guess they're a major league team. I don't, I get, I don't know. I'm going to drink before this. I one. was going to, yeah, let's take, take a slug. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going through the roster, and I just, you know, I... I didn't just, see much, did you? No, it's just barren, man. Like it sucked. It sucked so hard. It sucked so hard. Like, really? like I, yeah. so it was so bad. <laughs> it was so bad. So you know, the Orioles were real smart in waiting to the last second to trade anything they had of value. That way, it's worth nothing. Um, and they actually rode into the dirt with Brad Brock and Adam Jones. Adam Jones actually was on the table for the Phils, but he would not waive his trade rights. So stayed and i'm sure they would have killed that trade um key players prospects 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 specifically yasniel diaz who was acquired um from the dodgers for machado he's what you get when you trade four months of machado uh austin hayes i actually also enjoy those two outfield prospects both look like they could be legitimate starters. They could be real pieces, but kind of six, seven guys in an actual legitimate. Six, seven guys in a playoff lineup. Five, six guys in a decent, in like an actual real MLB lineup. But uh, they'll probably be there. They'll, you know, they'll wait. Be probably wait to call them up at least uh, with Hayes. And uh, Ryan Mountcastle at third base is ready to get called up pretty soon, too. And he's kind of a 50s across the board fella with a right-handed pop and a big frame. And I suppose he'll slide in where Machado was before at third, at least, when he was a better player at third. Um, So, yeah, for the Orioles, it's all about watching the double and triple-A box scores. That's the most exciting thing they'll do all year is just see how how the kids in the minors are playing. So uh, they're at 60.5 for the win total, or for the, you know, the over-under, and I've got them at 61 wins on an over, taking fifth in the AL East, taking, I suppose, being handed fifth. Um, Consolation. Yeah, I guess the most important thing for any Orioles fan listening, uh, first off, sorry, bud. Yeah, that's rough. It'll get better, though. It will. That's just how things work. It's cyclical, but it'll be okay. Um, But we'll dive into Yasniel Diaz a little bit, your uh, your consolation prize for Machado. Um, When I watch him, I see an athlete. I see he's a a five-tool player, but all five tools are B-minus, if that makes sense. He's going to hit 270s, 280s. He's going to hit... I think he's got. A, I think he's got a ceiling. I like. I think he really could could reach fifteen to twenty homers. But right now he's probably projected for twelve to fifteen. I think he could grow into fifteen to twenty though because he hits the ball real hard. Uh, he runs pretty good. He's going to be a good athlete in right field or an okay center fielder. He's got a decent arm. I mean, like I said, fifties, fifty fives across the board on the twenty eighty scale. And uh, when I watch the swing, I see Marlon Bird. With uh, a little, his hands up higher. Obviously, Marlon kept him down near his letters and w- wiggled the bat a little bit. Yasniel you know, keeps his hands up. Uh, a little bit of a higher leg kick, a little more energy in it, but I think that comes with being a leaner, meaner, younger kid. And uh, the ability to handle the fastball upstairs and the fastball in general, a legit MLB fastball, which is a big deal. If you can't hit the fastball, you can't hit anything. So he can handle the fastball, and he uh, he showed up, showed up for big games, which is a big deal too. Two homers in the 2018 Futures games 
including a, uh, a right center field homer, an oppo homer in Nationals Park, a legit 400-foot right center home run. Bomb. So um, you got your guy. Build around him. You know, he might not be a superstar, but neither was Nick Marcakis. Neither was Adam Jones. The Orioles build on foundational pieces, not on stars for the most part. At least they didn't build around Machado aggressively. So... You know, you got one piece. You might have several. I, I, you know, like I said, I like Ryan Mountcastle. I like Austin Hayes, but uh, I think Diaz is a real solid get. Um, the pitchers in the minors are behind, but right now it's going to be about watching the position players come up in you know July, August when you're you've won forty games. So, salute to you, Orioles fans, those that watch. Sixty-one wins it is, and that's your AL East. Stick in there. Ugh. Good coverage. Thanks, brother. Oh my God, we've hit the hour mark. Wow. Uh, Longer than most. Alrighty, I think we're fucking done. That was fun. Yeah, we'll be back in uh, three or four days. We'll cover uh, cover two more divisions, and of course, if Harper, Machado, any of that happens, we'll be on quick for a twenty thirty minute segment, and we'll get that up that night. So. Uh, Hang in there, guys. If you like what you're hearing, subscribe, follow, five stars, whatever you want. Um, you know, it means a lot to us, and it actually really matters as far as, you know, uh, our ability to, you know, acquire new listeners. So, you know, anyone, you know, anyone you know is a baseball fan, let them know. Steal their phone. Subscribe. Don't tell them. Just give it back. They're not going to notice. Don't, don't steal because we said steal because you want to. You know, yeah. we're not taking blame for that. All right. That's not on us. <laughs> not on us. You can find us at uh, Twitter and Gmail and Instagram at, at pod, uh at Gmail and the ITT podcast uh, on Gmail or on uh, Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. And uh, e- yeah, email us with questions. We, uh, we feel free to a- answer them. We'll talk about them on air, whatever you want. I guess the only thing I have left to say is just shout out Ithaca Swimming. All right. Thanks, guys. We're out. Deuce.